1: Help your friends sleep in melanated peace, Girl, share the show and show us some love with a 5-star rating and review. Tonight, we will be reading Paper Heart, written by Keisha Irvin. Tune in to Paper Heart Chapter 1 to hear more about the author and a summary of the story. On last week's episode, Scotland Catches Mr. Fraser Cheating. Knight discovers that Lennon might have something to hide, and feeling down on her luck, Scotland slips back with murder. Now, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and sleep in melanated peace. You niggas change like the seasons, and you don't give us a reason. Jeannie LaVette, Paper Heart. Chapter 5. At around seven o'clock that night, Lennon and her parents, Joan and Douglas Whitmore, sat quietly at Cielo restaurant and bar. Cielo was located in the Four Seasons Hotel. It was known for its modern Italian cuisine and stunning skyline views from each table. Everyone was enjoying their meal while making small talk here and there. Knight chewed his food slowly. He was trying his best to stay awake. Being around Lennon and her parents was like watching paint dry. Her parents reminded him of Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Her father especially, he looked like Uncle Phil. Once again, Knight's birthday was boring as hell. Every year he and Lennon along with her parents did the exact same thing. They had dinner, wine, talked business, ate dessert and parted ways. After dinner, he and Lennon would return home. She'd give him his gift. Each year, he received the same thing a watch. It was always a designer watch, but a watch no less. He'd pretend to be surprised. They'd have sex, then go to bed. Well, this year, Knight was over their boring birthday ritual. He turned 33, he was still young. Knight wanted to party, he wanted to turn up. He wanted to be around his family and friends, but his family and friends were never invited to dinner. When he wanted to spend time with them, he had to do it on his own time. Lennon's parents had never even met his mother. It was like he and Lennon led separate lives in some aspects. Something had to give, though. If things kept going the way they been, he was sure to snap. So, Knight, how does it feel to be the big three-three, Mrs. Whitmore asked sweetly. I really don't feel any different to be honest with you, Knight replied honestly. It just seems like another regular old day to me. He sighed, bored out of his mind. How can you say that, Glennon said, astonished. I mean, look where we are. Look how far you've come years ago this would have only been a dream for you she reminded him you're right except i'm no longer dreaming i'm wide the fuck awake knight responded annoyed language please Lennon shook her head repulsed by his behavior oh somebody's feeling cranky mrs whitmore pinched knight's cheek knight forced himself to laugh and continued eating It astonished him that Lennon thought they were having a good time. Being around a bunch of stuffy white folks and eating overpriced Italian food was not his idea of fun. You know, Knight, if you keep pulling these A-list clients like you have been, you'll be getting your very own corner office sooner than you think, Mr. Whitmore announced. I'm trying, sir, Knight smiled. He was actually pleased that Mr. Whitmore had taken notice of how hard he'd been working. Being an agent wasn't his initial dream, but it served its purpose, which was to get him and his family out of the hood. Mmm, Mrs. Whitmore swallowed her sip of wine. How is the wedding plans coming along, dear? I finally booked the venue, so I'm super excited about that, Lennon gleaned. Next week, I'm going to take Mitzi and Carla to get fitted for their bridesmaid's dresses. Knight sat perplexed. His twin sisters, Sierra and Nicole, along with his other sister, Maya, were supposed to be her bridesmaids too. Are my sisters going to meet you there or something? He asked. Lennon paused and looked at her mother. Mrs. Whitmore diverted her eyes elsewhere and resumed drinking her wine. Um, a I was thinking that my bridal party would only consist of Mitzi, Carla, Jaleesa, Morgan, and Beth. So you replace my sisters, Knight sighed back in his seat. They're my friends, honey, Lennon pouted. Your white friends, who you barely talk to, Knight challenged. Yes, I do, Lennon stifled back a laugh. She was lying through her teeth. Knight got what was going on, though, and was pissed. Lennon didn't want her sisters to be a part of the wedding because they weren't as sophisticated as her friends. His sisters were a little rough around the edges, but they were good girls. I haven't asked for much, but I really want my sisters to be a part of the wedding, he continued. I mean, honey, let's be honest here. I'm not really close to your sisters. I barely know them and I'm not that close with your brothers, but they're my groomsmen, Knight rebutted. That's different, Lennon shrugged. How, how is that different, Knight placed on his fork. It just is, Lennon tried her damnedest not to laugh in his face. There was no way on God's green earth that she was gonna allow Knight's trashy ghetto sisters to be a part of her wedding. If she had it her way, None of his family or his friends would even be there. I, Knight nodded his head. He'd had enough of Lennon's bougie bullshit. If you'll excuse me, he scooted his chair back and stood up. Have a seat, son. Calm down, Mr. Whitmore tried to defuse the situation. No, let him go, Lennon quipped, waving him off. Mr. and Mrs. Whitmore, it was a pleasure. Knight bid them farewell, then walked off. Honey, go after him, Mrs. Whitmore urged her daughter. Lennon rolled her eyes and exhaled. She knew she'd pissed Knight off, but she honestly didn't care. He'd get over it eventually like he always did. Lennon, this is not the way to start off a marriage, Mr. Whitmore informed Aggravated, Lennon threw down her napkin and followed Knight outside. The warm August night air kissed her skin. Where are you going? She asked. Can you bring my car around, please? Knight said to the valet. Sure, the valet said, jogging off. Knight, Lennon called out. Knight stood with his back to her and ignored her. I know you hear me talking to you. Lennon got up in his face. You better back the fuck up, Night warned. Lennon could see the veins in his neck popping out. When he got this angry, she knew it was wise to simmer down a bit. So you're going to leave your birthday dinner because you're not getting your way? I'm going to leave before I do something I'm going to regret, like fuck you up, Night looked past her. I'm right here, not over there, Lennon forced him to look at her by yanking his face her way. Don't put your hands on me. Knight pushed her hand away. Caught off guard by his reaction, Lennon stumbled back. Everyone outside could feel the tension between them. Have you lost your goddamn mind? Lennon hissed, gathering her composure. Now is not the time for you to be throwing one of your little hissy bits. Now I'm done with this nonsense. Come back inside and finish your meal. My parents are waiting on us yo who the fuck you think you talking to I'm not one of your servants I don't work for you are you really that upset Lennon asked shop you can't be mad because I don't want your sisters to be my bridesmaid Knight ignored her once again fine if it means that much to you then they can be in the wedding now stop acting silly and come back inside Lennon tugged on his arm you don't get it Knight shook his head Get what? Lennon stomped her butt. That you're acting like a child? Walk away. Knight urged, feeling himself about to explode. Sir, your car is ready. The valet handed him his keys. Thank you. Knight gave him a $50 tip. You're seriously about to leave? Lennon folded her arms across her chest. Knight ignored her and opened the driver's side door. Knight! Lennon called out for him Knight reluctantly stopped and looked at her Lennon approached him and gazed up into his eyes She figured a softer approach might work Why are we fighting? It's your birthday Let's just finish dinner We can talk about this later She spoke in a baby voice while caressing the side of his face There's nothing to talk about As far as I'm concerned There might not even be a wedding night shot getting inside of the car. Staggered by his confession, Lennon watched with fear in her eyes as he drove away. After being duped by murder once again, Scotland didn't even want to celebrate her birthday anymore. August 21st had officially become the worst day of her life. She couldn't believe that murder would come over and awaken sleeping feelings all the while knowing he had a girlfriend. She was over being his fool. That would be the last time he would get the opportunity to play her. At least she got $500 out the deal, but Scotland couldn't even get excited about that. It was her birthday, and she wanted to buy herself some new weave an outfit, and get her nails done, but she couldn't be reckless and ignore her bills. No, she would use the money to get her cable cut back on and get her car out of the shop. Depressed over her ever-dwindling finances, Scotland made it up in her mind that she didn't even want to go out anymore for her birthday. What would be the point? Her hair desperately needed to be redone. She didn't want to wear an outfit she already had, and she couldn't even show her feet because the polish on them had chipped. Thankfully, her girls came through for her in the clutch. As a present, Yaya styled her hair for free, And Lachey gave her money to get her eyebrows arched, a full set of stiletto nails, and a pedicure. Tootie felt horrible that she couldn't buy Scotland anything for her birthday, but she promised to buy her a drink at the club. The only thing Scotland had to worry about was an outfit. She could have borrowed something from Yaya because they wore the same size, but she wanted something new. Something that was hers. It had been ages since she did something nice for herself. After pondering it, Scotland decided to forego getting her car out of the shop that day. Instead, she was going to buy herself an outfit, wear it out that night and return it the next day. That way she'd be able to shine bright like a diamond on her birthday and get her car out of the shop that following Monday. It was a win-win situation. She couldn't lose. Scotland walked into the loft that night looking and feeling like a million bucks. Her face was beat to perfection. She rocked a winged eye, long wispy lashes, and a bold red lip. Her fresh silver ombre weave was parted to the right. It was so long that it cascaded down her back, almost touching her butt. Her outfit consisted of a black wide-brim hat, $200 white spaghetti-strap low-v-neck dress that exposed her side boob and toned back. The only jewelry she wore was a gold men's watch from H&M. A pair of white lace-up heels completed her edgy, angelic ensemble. Scotland was on top of the world. She and her girls popped bottles of Ciroc in the VIP section all night until a fight broke out and somebody started shooting. The club was immediately evacuated and shut down early. After running for their lives, the girls sat inside of Yaya's 2007 Eclipse, debating where to go next. It was only 1 o'clock. The night was still young, and Scotland wanted to get good use out of her dress. Let's go to Exo, Tootie suggested. Uh, no, Scotland turned up her face. Don't nobody go there no more. Hell, I don't even think it's open anymore. What about Soho? Lachey chimed in. Now that's the move, Yaya high-fived her. A short car ride later, the girls got in line and waited their turn to get inside of the club. Once they got up to the door, the doorman checked their IDs and told them it would be $25 to get in. $25, Scotland said in disbelief. Is it a special event going on tonight or something? Yeah, Karuchi Tran is in here tonight. Oh hell nah, I ain't paying no damn twenty-five dollars to see no damn Caracucci. She turned around. Y'all ready to go? I ain't paying for that bullshit. I want to go in. I'll pay your way. Y'all, y'all whispered so the other people in line couldn't hear. No, thank you. I can put that twenty-five dollars to better use. Ah, <sighs> y'all, y'all groaned. Where are we gonna go then? I don't know. Not here. If you're not going to come in, I'm going to need for y'all to step to the side, the doorman said. Just when Scotland was about to step to the side, she spotted Murta, his partner, and some big booty bitch coming their way. He had his arm wrapped around the girl's neck. Scotland's heart dropped down to her knees. Murda walked right past the line and headed straight for the door. He never had to wait in line like everybody else. Really, God? Scotland looked up at the sky. Her knife was going from bad to worse. Damn, they're going murder, y'all y'all perked up. You can get him to pay all of our way in, she grinned with glee. I will not. Girl, bye, y'all y'all waved her off. Hey, murder, she smiled brightly. Damn, what's up? He hugged all the girls, saving Scotland for last. You look nice, he eyed her up and down lustfully. Thanks, Scotland replied coldly you want to introduce me to your friend she cocked her head to the side and eyed the girl ebony this my homegirl scotland home girl scotland thought outraged oh so you're scotland ebony said unimpressed yep live in the flesh scotland arched her brow and that ain't saying much ebony swung her long hair to the side you ain't all that mama Who's she talking to? Scotland turned and asked her friend. It look like she talking to you, friend, Lachey replied, taking off her earrings, ready to fight. Oh, so you a hater. This bitch ordered an extra large egg with an extra side of hater tops. She needs to open a hatering business, because it's clear she living in Haterville. Scotland bounced back and forth like a ghetto girl. I'm far from a hater, mom. I just know I look better than you. Ebony pursed her lips. Yo, y'all coming in or what? Murder asked to break up the tension. This motherfucker look like it's jumping. Yeah, we were just about to, y'all, y'all spoke before being cut off by Scotland. Leave. We were just about to leave. You know, since it's my birthday, we're going to go club hop tonight. Scotland emphasized the word birthday. Murder could see the hurt in her eyes that he'd caused. He felt bad for playing with her heart, but she knew what type of dude he was. You want me to pay your way in? Murda asked. Why are you even offering? Ebony said with an attitude. This broco can't pay her own way in. Bitch, don't worry about me. Scotland pointed her finger in Ebony's face like a gun. You need to be concerned with yourself and that each one teach one ass education you have. She rolled her neck ready to buck. Ayo, chill. Murder stepped in between her and Ebony. Check your girl before I punch her in the fucking mouth. Scotland warned. Y'all doing too much. I'm about to head in. I'll holler at you later, ladybug. Murder gave her one last look, then walked inside. Come on, y'all. Let's go. Scotland walked towards the car. She tripping. Y'all, y'all sucked her teeth. It's her birthday. If the birthday girl don't want to go in, then we're not going in. Tootie followed behind Scotland. Shut up, Tootie, Yaya playfully mushed her in the back of the head. Back inside the car, she turned the engine on, annoyed. Why you ain't want to go in? She turned the engine back off. Cause I ain't want to, Scotland shrugged dismissively. She didn't want to or feel like telling her friends about the night before. She didn't want to hear a bunch of I told you so's. She already felt stupid enough you bugging right now yaya shook her head i mean if you want to go in so bad you can't i'll sit in the car scotland shot with an attitude girl you are not about to sit in no car on your birthday lachey confirmed i mean she acting like she about to die if she don't go in every time she see murder she get to acting like a damn thirst bucket scotland spat sounding like tamar braxton girl fuck you I'm trying to make sure you have a nice birthday. Who knows when the next time your broke ass gonna have some money to go somewhere? Y'all, y'all shot back. Really, bitch? Scotland furrowed her brows. What? Don't get mad at me because I speak the truth. You ain't have to say that, Scotland mean mugged her. You started it and I finished it. Now what? Y'all, y'all looked at her and rolled her neck. Girl, whatever. Ain't nobody got time to argue with you. Scotland waved her off. This shit is a wrap. Take me home. Y'all stop. Tootie pleaded. Ain't nobody going home. We're about to go to another spot, have a few drinks, and kick it. I ain't going nowhere with her. Fuck her. Scotland said adamantly. The feeling is fucking mutual, broke ass hoe. Y'all y'all sneered. Y'all petty than a motherfucker. Lachey laughed, applying more lipstick to her lip. Look. I know about this little hipster spot over on the south side called Blank Space. It's pretty chill, so we're going to go there. Hopefully by the time we get there, you two ignorant bitches will be good. As long as she don't say shit to me, I'm straight. Y'all y'all pulled out of the parking space. Scotland did as she was asked and kept quiet. Instead, she hit y'all with the middle finger and gazed out the window. Are you still up,
0: girl? Good night.